Welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to Tomboy Official. I hope you liked the most recently um, pre-planned, scheduled episode. Um, This evening, I'm off work. Um, It's a three-day weekend coming. I'm not, like, off work for, like, good. Just, I got off at four. Um, So the post tonight's gonna be late. Um, because I'm driving up to the mountains, so I'll probably get there close to like seven ish, seven thirty ish. I don't know. It's like four thirty p.m. right now, and the the drive's about. It was about just a couple minutes under three hours when I left. Um, so I decided to do some recordings here. I mean. Even if they're each nearly an hour, that's like three recordings. Um, You're going to have to excuse me with the yawning and with the freaking just tiredness. Um, Yeah, I was kind of like packing today and like, you know, I didn't do it last night. I had an edible last night that knocked me out and that's what I needed because the day before, man... I wasn't doing too great with my sleep, so it was nice to get some good rest, and I woke up pretty early, I went to bed pretty early, I think I was asleep before 10, and just slept all night till probably like sometime before the sun came out, but it was probably early morning, honestly, when I got up, it was probably like 5 or 6 a.m., but I didn't like get fully out of bed probably took like a bathroom break or whatever um but yeah it was a good night of sleep had some good dreams I can't remember exactly what they were but they weren't bad um and I just was enjoying myself and I'll probably blaze up when I get there but for now I'm just driving so I can't be under the influence of anything at all um and once I get to the hotel I'm not gonna really be going out or anything tonight um I thought about going to the mountains tonight it's only 25 minutes from the hotel and you know I could snowboard till like 10 but I don't know I just don't really want to do that mountain drive at night even though it's not a long drive I'm a little hesitant. I'd rather drive near this time tomorrow once I'm off work. Uh, Once I log off from work and, like, drive up in the light. And then I might drive back early just to get one one, um, drive home in the the light, you know. Um, Just to drive home when it's not too too uh dark like just get like an hour snowboarding in like if I got there like 4 30 or so I could snowboard and then leave at like I don't know it takes a while to put the gear on and everything but I could be on the slopes by five and then headed back to the hotel by like 
26 or so and still have plenty of time that I had used. So, um, so that's something. I, um, I kind of, I kind of, um, okay, so the recording today, well, I'll just tell you guys a little bit more, um, so I got all my gear, tried to order some, uh, lenses for my goggles that were, um, like some clear lenses, um, because the ones I have are tinted, and I'm like, well, if I'm gonna be snowboarding at night, I can't really use the tinted ones too well, because, you know, it's dark, um, it's not pitch black, like, they have light, like, the trails are, like, lit up, they have, like, lighting, but it's, like, it's still pretty dark, um, so, and if you're, like, in motion, you know, you want to make sure, like, if there's, like, rocks or dirt or whatever, you want to catch it, um, there was a storm last night, um, it would have been ideal to have actually gone this morning, but, you know, I didn't know how the roads were going to be, and I didn't want to take off work, but it was a little warm today. It was cold this morning, then it warmed up in the afternoon. But I noticed when I was putting my stuff in the car um, on my last break, probably around like 3.45 p.m.-ish, um, I was stuffing my car with the things that I didn't want to have like sitting in there all day long because, you know, I don't want people stealing my stuff or breaking in my windows or, you know, just, you know, some of it's food, too. I, I got food delivered from Sprouts, so I was like, well, let me let me, uh, you know, wait to put that into the car, because, you know, if you put it in the car early, it's, it's, you know, it's like bananas, I boiled some eggs, um, a rotisserie chicken that I purchased, um, one and a half salads, a frozen thing, and then some fruits and stuff to, like, bananas and some frozen fruits to make a smoothie, so I have this kind of insulated bag, but I was like, well, this stuff is gonna, you know, if it's in a warm car, and it's, like, it's one thing to drive three hours in a, in a car that's not too hot, and, and the sun's going down versus leaving it all in the car, I mean, I'm not trying to get, like, food poisoning, or, like, have my food not go, not be in such a good condition, so... Um, there's that, um, I got my utensils, my cups, my bowls, um, that's kind of how I roll, and I get hotels that have, like, the mini fridge that has the tiny freezer on top, and then, like, the microwave and stuff, so, I mean, there's a Del Taco and the, and the, on the, on the property, kind of like, there's a gas station, and then there's a Del Taco right there, and then there's a, um, freaking... Subway to Subway Sandwiches, but across the street, and that it's a highway, so it's like a pain to kind of cross the freeway. But I mean, a highway because there's like two freeway exits right there. But I mean, it's not impossible. I've I've been there enough times that I kind of know how to like get in and out of the parking lot easily now and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I was actually considering moving up there because the rent's cheaper, and I was actually considering getting a studio up in that location, just in case, um, you know, I could probably find something near the price of rent that I'm already paying that's close to the mountains, 
or in the mountains and then stay till like April or whenever the season ends. I mean, and then just go snowboarding like whenever the heck I feel like it. Um, but I don't know. I'll miss my friends and I don't know how often I need to be like at work, like in person. Um, so yeah. Um, so now that you guys are kind of caught up, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to be up to until, you know, I'm going to be logging off work at four and, you know, snowboarding at night and then I'll see what I do Saturday. I'm headed to LA on Saturday and I'm going to like chill, chill in LA, uh, with my folks and probably watch some movies and eat some food and. It's a three-day weekend, so I have plans Monday with some friends locally back in San Diego. So we'll probably hit maybe one of the bars, gay bars or something. Um, But yeah, so the topic for today is just in general about sexuality. Um, Like a little, I, I, you know, some things kind of came to mind um, that I kind of reflected on a little, little bit, um, and I was listening to this podcast called Enjoy the Podcast, and there's an episode with Amber's Closet, she's on there, um, and it's these guys that are, like, interviewing her, they're, like, friends, she's friends with one of their, um, spouses, and, you know, how it is, everybody just collabs with their friends or with, with their, on a professional level or they collab with you know just other people and so um it's some more LA lesbians if you check out Amber's Closet I believe she has an episode of her um uh on on YouTube where she got to do an interview with the cast of um the next generation of, um, um, of the L word. So, and I hear that might be coming back and the shy might be coming back. Shout out to representation, yo. Um, but yeah, like the reason why I'm mentioning this topic is because, um, you know, there's some things that have been kind of coming to my mind that are kind of interesting and weird, um, but not in a negative way. It's just kind of like an odd um, kind of way to maybe approach some of this stuff regarding sexuality. So a lot of times uh, when we talk about sexuality, we're often talking about um you know, who you're interested in, you know, on a level more than buddy friendships, you know, and like an intimacy level. Um, so I feel like, I feel like I'm kind of I'm kind of, um, you know, 
I think we were, most of us were kind of raised to think that if you're not straight, then there's something either wrong with you or you're kind of just like, you're a minority and, you know, you're just kind of over there and, you know, you need to be treated like way different than everybody else and that you need to have a lot of stress in your life because you're not straight. Um, So a lot of us, you know, accept a lot of the stuff that we deal with as normal just because we're not straight people. If we're not straight people, um, and this goes for genders, too. Um, If you're not a cis person, I'm pretty sure a similar message comes your way, too. And then, you know, the combination, I mean, I'm not here to say what's better, what's worse, whatever like, who has it worse or whatever, like, everybody's situation is individual, I mean, there are probably cis straight people that have it worse than, like, you know, ethnic minority, you know, trans women or something, you know, it's like, there are, there are individual situations, but overall, um, we do have to acknowledge that there is privilege in being certain categories, uh, and being within a certain category, um, of how you identify or how people see you. So my life, I mean, I could talk more about my experience, but then, um, also kind of like just in general, what I'm noticing around me, um, in society and everything. And mind you, I've mentioned before, but for people who don't know, like I live in San Diego from LA. Um, it's not the most, um, condemning of environments now I was raised in a really strict religion that really I don't even know how that religion was even able to thrive in a city like Los Angeles or whatever but I mean it's a really strict religion and they don't like anything like even drinking caffeine or eating meat is considered like not okay like they're not gonna stop you from doing it but it's like they really have standards that are like a lot of it like a lot of it is related to whatever is gonna create a balanced healthy lifestyle but the part that isn't balanced or healthy is just the is just how they how the church itself kind of allows for so much judgment and gossip and nobody really cracks down on it and to me that's kind of what where the flaws come in it's not so much in my opinion that okay if somebody wants to not eat meat and be healthy and exercise and take the sabbath off and you know have a good work-life balance and you know participate in spiritual things on a routine basis and have a sense of community like these aren't bad things but it becomes negative when it's like people are telling you you're going to hell or people look kind of weird at other people for not following certain rules and mind you these rules don't really like make you a better or worse person like they they can contribute to you having a um more balanced healthy lifestyle 
I mean, just because you don't eat meat doesn't mean that, that your eating habits are going to be healthy, right? Or just because you don't drink alcohol or don't smoke cigarettes or don't drink caffeine doesn't necessarily mean that, like, everything's going to be in balance for you. But just certain things like that that we kind of see that people struggle with, like, this work-life balance. People struggle with, you know, what they consume and how it affects their energy, how it affects their sleep. Like, there are definitely health benefits that have been proven that, you know, just following those uh, health messages alone from that church, like, but not just only just doing it and not doing, like, a healthy version of it. Um, But, yeah, you you can potentially have a longer lifespan if you're um, able to kind of do things uh, in that manner. And so it's it's not depressing, it's not sad, it's not, um, it's not terrible. Um, it's just a little, like... Um, uh, I don't want to, like, I'm not trying to go too much into, like, church talk, because you guys know how I rant about it. I will start talking about it for, like, an hour and a half and never get to the point. But, um, I mean, it's something that still weighs heavily on my life, because, like, half of my social circle is still, like, very connected with this church. And so it's, like, hard to be not not aware of, of how it impacts. But... Um, yeah, so, yeah, so in my life, you know, I've, I've been around communities of people who thought it was kind of like, okay, to tell other people how they think they should live, um, because of the environment of the church, of how they were kind of like promoting certain things, um, And I think a lot of people never really thought past it. It's like they could go to an Adventist school all their lives, work for an Adventist school or an Adventist university or an Adventist uh, hospital or something along those lines. And, you know, there was so much Adventism going on um, in their lives that they never really were outside of that. And it was a negative experience for them. Um, I did, I did find the church to be quite judgmental, quite gossipy, quite just unhealthy and toxic in some ways, but in other ways, I mean, not everybody was like that. So then the thing that I'm trying to say is like, I look at things now in like Los Angeles or Southern California and like how the, how that church has kind of evolved. Like they do have LGBT spaces, um, gender queer spaces they do have spaces for people to come and be who they are and without um somebody saying you can't be like this because the church condemns you because there's prejudice because there's this or that like you can you can just live your life and still try to work work on being a good person and that's, you know, that's kind of where I came more in touch with, you know, okay, like, I do like the church. It's just certain aspects that I don't vibe with. Or, like, I do like how the church, how the church like, 
you know, talks about, you know, health or certain, certain just different things. Um, but, um, it wasn't always like that. So when I was growing up, um, there was a lot of straight up, like, um, just prejudice, uh, teachings, prejudice teachings against all sorts of people. Um, Adventists were prejudiced against other Adventists who didn't follow the traditions. Um, people who were maybe raised in the church, uh, who had parents who were in the church were maybe more prejudiced against people who were, you know, newer coming in, um, or the kids who were going to like public schools, there was prejudice against them from the kids whose, you know, parents put them in private Adventist schools. Uh, or if you chose a college, once you got that age and it wasn't an Adventist college, you kind of noticed like you would get treated a little bit more differently. Um, you know, not like pushed aside, but just like assume that you're not doing the right thing. You're not in with the right crowd. You know, you're breaking the laws and like doing all these things that weren't seen as okay from the church. And, you know, I hung out with everybody. So I didn't really see that. Actually, what I experienced over time was how I noticed that I liked some things about the church like I really like talking about like deep topics and having like a a space and a routine time period to like talk about those topics and so like you know like we would have Friday nights and Saturday mornings where we would just talk about like you know, there would be leaders that would, like, lead, like, religious discussions or whatever, and we would get to, like, test our opinions about things and our beliefs about things and our faith in things, like, talk about it. Like, we would actually have discussions in depth with people of our own age, um, and there was someone kind of leading it, but, you know, it, it did come into arguments sometimes and, you know, that kind of stuff, but it, it kind of made you think, you know, and, I mean, that would be nice if, all types of cultures had spaces like that where it was like you could just I, I, I talked to one of my friends about this about how cool would it be if you could go to a place that was like a church but it wasn't even like a religion you just went and there's people who just want to show up and you know you sing songs together and you 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 know listen to somebody speak about some kind of motivational positive topic and you participate in some way or another, like serving in the community or serving at that site that's there for the community. And then you're all just there with the same thing in mind that, you know, this is something that's going to contribute to the quality of your week, improve the quality of your week, and that it's supposed to be fun. And so... Um, it would be cool if there was something like that, like a secular space for people to have like a, almost like a church, but it's not quite a church. Like it's not like religious necessarily, but I think that would be pretty dope. Like to be able to just go to a place where you could just meet people. It's social. They have stuff during the week and you just kind of go on the weekend day and you just kind of, you know, do that, um, that whole thing. 
So I always thought that, that would be fun, um, but I don't know of anything like that that really exists, at least not where I live. Um, but I think, like, when it comes to not being a straight person and trying to figure out how do you know um, what your gender identity is, what your sexual identity is, like, how do you know, um, that's a very difficult question to answer, um, without kind of filling in the gaps, um, I would say, I don't think I really knew until some friends started, like, pointing out to me a little bit of discrepancies between, like, what I was kind of saying and what I was doing, um, it almost reminds me of, if you've seen, um, there's, like, this independent film called L.I.E., Lie, like, Long Island Expressway, that's what it stands for, I think, but it has this, uh, main character, I don't want to spoil it, but, like, it's got some themes in it, um, that could be LGBT-esque, and it's basically a, a, um, what do you call it, he's a, he's a teenager, technically, he's like a teen, teenager, I think, I don't know, you don't really see them in school at all, so I don't, I, I think they're teens, but maybe they're on summer break or something, and, um, living in New York, and, uh, but not, like, he was living in Long Island, kind of in a more, like, suburban type area, um, and he had a friend that was, like, a queer friend, the main character did, and, I mean, they don't even talk about identities in this movie or anything like that, but there was just a line where his straight guy friends were telling him about this other, um, I don't know what his specific identity was, but queer of some sort type of friend, um, and yeah, they basically were trying to explain to to the main character, like, okay, like, hey, like, we see that you're hanging out with that guy a lot, and, like, like, are you gay kind of thing, and, and he's like, you know, when you do certain stuff with guys, you know, that's, that's gay stuff, you know, um, I'm not going to talk too much more about the movie in case you want to see it, but, I mean, it's a, uh, it could be triggering for some people, I'll just put it out there, um, there's a lot of sexual themes involving, uh, like, uh, sex work and, like, pedophilia and stuff like that, where it's, like, um, it's not, like, in a, a very explicit movie on, on that end, but it's, you know, there are some themes in there like that. I do have a problem with, um... I don't think it's a glorification. I don't want to call it glorification. But I do have a problem with with movies um, that imply that, you know, males who are adults um, that are, you know, 
interested in other males could potentially be interested in young minors who are like children or teenagers, underage people. Um, pedophilia and gay men are not the same thing. That's not the same thing. Um, just because someone has an interest in a certain gender, you know, doesn't mean that they're going to be more likely to be, you know, um, sexually just kind of like manipulating people or anything like that. Um, same thing goes for, you know, how people talk about bisexuals. Same thing goes for how people talk about, um, trans people. Same thing goes for how people talk about, um, I was thinking of another, I just forgot. Um, uh, people who were like sexually abused, um, it doesn't mean that those people are gonna be like, you know, doing some kind of deviant sexual activities of any kind. Um, just because, you know, their sexuality isn't straight or just because they're not a cisgender person. Um, but a lot of society kind of gets that message and with that movie that was kind of something that came up in that movie that I was kind of like I kind of wish they wouldn't have put it in there just because it was a little um it contributes to some kind of negative cliche kind of thinking where it's like the 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 guy was not fully um the main character who was a teen wasn't really fully um, knowledgeable about his sexuality or, like, fully, like, solid with, like, knowing what he was interested in or, like, identifying himself or anything like that. And it's not, like, the main theme of the whole movie, um, but there are some themes in there related to this. And so I kind of wish that, like, it didn't have the pedophilia aspect in it. Like, that wasn't, like, a main part of the movie either but it was like why'd they have to throw that in there like to me it was kind of just like I don't really know like it wasn't I just I just I don't know just to me that just didn't feel like I don't know I I, I prefer movies that are um I guess I would I would say for us by us you know like just like the company FUBU you know like um when there were a lot of like black clothing brands coming out being coming more popular in the 90s and things and there was there was fubu for us by us um i kind of feel like that's what i like about the l word and some other um popular you know shows like that because they actually use you know characters who identify as that certain you know, identity that they're trying to portray in the movie, and the writers actually come from, you know, certain, you know, queer backgrounds and whatnot, um, I prefer that kind of writing more, like, a lot of things that are coming out by Lena Waithe, I've, I've been enjoying that, um, there's a lot of stuff that I really think is, um, there's more benefit to it coming from, you know, our own people, but, you know, because I think, uh, mainstream 
you know, cis straight culture really has some kind of weird, um, weird thoughts or teachings or lack of teachings about us. And it is changing over time, but it's like, you know, a lot of people, you notice they struggle to, um, to remedy that. A lot of, a lot of people really struggle to, um, actually make it, um, to actually make it so that that's not the main experience that people are hearing from other people who are straight people. It's just, it's just not fair, but, um, that's kind of how it is, right? I mean, we even went through time periods where it's like, okay, like, like, like the guy who played Divian Narendra on, uh, the, on the social network. I don't think he's Indian or some other people, you know, putting on brown face or black face or like whatever. It's like, could you not find an Indian person to play the short circuit guy or like whatever? Like it it gets to a place where it's kind of like slightly, it's slightly racist and then it becomes slightly like homophobic and slightly, you know, it's just, it's just, it just becomes some other thing, which I get it. It's entertainment. So I understand that like, you know, sometimes they just want the drama and the entertainment and it has to appeal to certain people. Like sometimes, for example, when there's a black movie, it, it doesn't appeal to like the white masses sometimes because it's like, oh, maybe that's too, it's too black. Or maybe, you know, if there's a a queer movie or a queer series like L Word, it's like I have a lot of straight friends that I can recommend shows and movies to and they'll watch it, but if I start telling them like, oh, watch the L Word, it's like about all these lesbians and like they'll be like, I'm not going to watch that, you know? But it's like, we really don't have that many movies and shows anyways and especially ones that are like made by us and so it's interesting to even see the general public's approach to like not even like watching any of it like we can sit and watch straight stuff all the time and then like oh look there's a gay character but then they don't watch our stuff you know so it's kind of like interesting it's just interesting to me that um you kind of see that happening in society I'm not saying everybody I'm not saying I mean I have great friends great family I mean I I I feel like I know a lot of people who are open-minded and the ones who aren't super open-minded are open-minded enough that I'm not going to complain, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But, yeah, none of us are perfect. I mean, I'm not super open-minded either. I don't know everything. Um, I have my hang-ups about stuff too. So, you know, none of us is without fault of any kind. But, you know, um, we all keep trying that's the that's the best thing to do is to keep on trying and keep on learning and expanding our minds but it's kind of hard for me to drive and focus on what I'm talking about guys um so yeah when it comes to when it comes to those experiences of of you know even just seeing the representation out there is kind of like weird and then once it comes from the representation a lot of 
why I'm mentioning like media representation and that kind of stuff is because if it's not written by us and then it's 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 you know it's presented to society and the world and, and it's not written by us and then people start getting these ideas of like oh this is more this is this is how they educate themselves right um about us and so they're getting these flawed ideas and we get the flawed ideas too right and so some of that's kind of what i want to talk about like there's in general there's like this whole um hang up about you know what is your label how do you label yourself i mean there are times when i think labels can be important and there are times when i think labels aren't really too important um i mean it just kind of depends on yourself on your on your own situation but um not knowing not knowing your identity labels or not fitting specifically into one or not being not labeling yourself as one thing for like all eternity and like maybe noticing more about yourself later on in life and like noticing some other aspects to your identity um there's nothing wrong with this but a lot of times society is very harsh um on people um who aren't cis straight people and so we do get a lot more pressure to do things like coming out or you know um identifying ourselves and things like that because it's like it it puts you in a weird space um to mm, sometimes like not have the the um to not have the identity or um to not identify to the public and there's nothing wrong with making that choice to not or if you don't even know and just not saying anything because you really just really honestly don't know that's okay too but i think i think there is this like harshness that i notice um in society where it's like like you're expected to come out um I mean, I get that a lot. It's, like, one of these things where it's, like, you know, um, so I'll talk, I'll talk more about that. So I'll talk more about kind of, like, coming out to family, friends, whatever. I'll talk more about, um, not only just the coming out, but, you know, just how it works as far as, like, if you even should need to, um, but where the pressure kind of comes from, too. But I was trying to say earlier, which I forgot to finish my thought, it, it just, um, we oftentimes see, like, we oftentimes start, like, um, um, dude, the brain fog is real today, guys. We oftentimes think about, about, like, um, different different things in in the environment that we can kind of like um 
maybe hold on I gotta pause this alright now I remember oh my goodness I had to pause because I couldn't remember what I was trying to say um so like from my own experience I wasn't like fully aware of what was going on early on right so what that looked like for me was you know just being pretty confused about stuff I mean I've mentioned this before how I kind of always thought that like okay when I'm like 20 or 30 or 18 or whatever I'll be like quote-unquote normal person normal you know I'll be girlier and I'll like a lot of men and want to be with them and stuff like that um I'll really enjoy that and that's going to be something that I prefer like I thought maybe I was immature maybe it was an age thing maybe you know and people kind of told me that too it was kind of like uh you're a tomboy and it was kind of like okay you're a tomboy because you're a kid and then you know and you like to play sports you like to play with the boys and like you're a tomboy and like But it was kind of interesting to me when I started noticing my friends um, around me because I hung out with mostly guys like most of my childhood. I had a couple female friends and we're friends because we played sports with the guys. And so like I had a couple female friends. They weren't anything like most of the other females either. Um, And then I didn't really have a lot of femme female friends. I had some kind of more... effeminate male friends but never never from what I remember I mean I wasn't like like I was good with everybody like I you know I I think with my personality and just like and kind of like my kind of gender identity you know it kind of helps me in a way to kind of flow between different types of groups of people like being a black person raised in an environment with a lot of white people and other minorities that weren't necessarily black right so I'm familiar with like a lot of different Asian cultural things different Asian groups and different you know Latino groups of people and all kinds of just different people church people secular people different religion types of people um, you know, being in religious environments, being in non-religious environments, being in, you know, environments where people had money, all the way down to, like, friends that were literally, like, homeless or living without, like, running water or, like, electricity or getting evicted all the time. Like, I hung out with everybody all the time. And, you know, male, female, whatever people identified as, none of that ever really concerned me. It was more just, like, the person themselves um, did I feel like it was a healthy vibe and, um, the connection I felt with them, that was kind of more what I focused on. It was kind of trying to keep it safe and keep it developed and building it and, or even just keep it stagnant if it was good, like whatever. Like I'm, I'm not like pushy with people with stuff. Um, sometimes I'd like to be closer with certain people and I could tell that they kind of don't really want that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, maybe it's a comfort thing. Maybe they're not comfortable with it. Everyone kind of has their intimacy and attachment kind of hang up. So I I totally get that. And I, you know, I'm not, I've been there. I've been there too, where it was like, I don't want to like be connected with anybody or like form, you know, depth of relationships with like any of these new people. Like it takes me time. Um, And, you know, a lot of people have been hurt, you know, myself included. So I, I get it when somebody's like standoffish or like, just like 
it's too much for them and I get it but um yeah I I I was never really fully told um um like until I was probably like 20 in my 20s like people kind of asked me if I was gay a little bit they they may have asked me that like a little bit um just because of the way I dressed though there was nothing about me that made me seem like I was like into anybody specific um there was one guy in high school I remember crushing on this one dude um and another kid in the class kind of noticed it and I really did I think I had a crush on him I don't know why I thought he was like a beautiful man I was like this guy's kind of a pretty looking dude and he was really sweet and he was really nice and um I didn't really know a lot of people at that school so it was kind of cool that he kind of paid somewhat of attention um but I don't think it was like oh I could see us together like he kind of just got along good with everybody and was nice to everyone and um you know, I like that about him. He's an, he was an attractive dude. And, um, I remember him, um, he was like a year ahead of me and I always wanted to like talk to him. I had some classes with him. Um, and I remember sitting, I was strategically sit behind him in like Spanish class, not like right behind him, but like at an angle where I could like look at him you know like I was like at like this little bit of an angle um like he was like in front of me maybe like a couple rows up and like maybe to the right or something but then the teacher was like to the left and like in front of me like kind of diagonally to my left and so and this other kid would sit in the very back kind of center back um and he's he could see me and so he mentioned once he I remember we're sitting in class in like Spanish class and he's like I know something about you like a secret about you or something I'm like what the hell is this guy talking about because I don't talk to like anybody like that really um you know like I I wasn't like I still had I had friends in high school but when I was at that school I wasn't like too concerned with making friends in the in that school I was more concerned with making like like the friends that I had you know, from before, from another school, and some of those friends who went to different schools, like, um, I still had, I had a pretty tight friend group that I wasn't really trying, like, at first, I was like, I need to make friends, I want to make friends, it's going to be good to make friends, and then I was like, okay, I just need to, like, study, because I was, like, struggling in school, so I, I didn't really have a lot of social interactions with them with the schoolmates because I still had my band on uh, our band it wasn't like my mind but like I still had the band on Friday nights and then the praise team on Saturdays and church all Saturday and like late Friday nights we do all of our like Sabbath stuff vespers and whatnot and then like during the week I would practice the songs or whatever so I was pretty involved you know um and I think I did volunteer work and other stuff like that. So I didn't really have a lot of time for, you know, when I went to the newer school to be making a whole lot of friends. Cause I did have friends. I just didn't really like part of me cared. Part of me was like, I really want to make friends. Cause like, I don't know anybody here, but another part of me was like, whatever. Like the only time I really have to hang out with them was like lunchtime. 
and I eventually just started doing homework during lunch because it would take me so long after school to finish my work that I was like I might as well just do homework (laughs) at least that 30 minute lunch or hour I don't know how long our lunch was but at least our lunch break was enough to get a lot of one assignment done but I would be up till like 9 p.m. doing homework usually so it's like I didn't really have a lot of time to be making a lot of friends but um you know like that school was it was a little lonely but also kind of like I didn't really care like I cared but I didn't like I mean I don't know there were things that I wanted that I just wasn't getting and I was like but it was fulfilled outside of there it just would have been ideal um and I I was coming from a social environment of like church people where I didn't even know how to interact with people that were like I I don't even know if it's offensive to say secular but they weren't like a religious it wasn't a religious school so there wasn't a lot of religion involved at all and I was still very involved with the church and very involved with my friends who went to church and related church schools and so I wasn't you know I was still like in a different culture or sub I was still in a different subculture trying to like adapt to like a secular subculture and I wasn't I don't I wasn't necessarily not fitting in I just didn't know how to do it. Like, I didn't have, like, social skills, which is kind of weird. But, like, I didn't really know how to, like, meet people. I was really sarcastic, so I think that was off-putting. But I thought I needed to be that way because I was trying to be, like, tough and be, like, like, oh, yeah, I'm a badass. Like, I want people to think I'm, like, a badass kind of person. But that wasn't me. I mean, I'm not a badass person. Like, fuck, I'm not. But... Um, I was trying to, like, portray that just as, like, a defensive way of being, like, um, because I thought it was, like, cool or whatever. And then, um, so, yeah, like, I didn't really get to know a whole lot of people, but that guy, you know, he made a comment, like, about, like, I know something about you, and he's like, I don't want to say anything because, you know, it might be embarrassing, and I was like, what? Like, just say it, like. Because we're in the middle of Spanish class, the teacher's, like, lecturing, and he's like, yeah, you have a crush on Mario, and I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> like what's he saying? Like, and I was kind of trying to, like, play it off, and I'm just like, um, I made some comment, I remember what I said, but it didn't make any sense. Um, oh, he's like, he's like, you like Mario, and I was like, yeah, Mario likes you, or whatever, and then, like, I don't know why I said that, I was just, like, trying to have some kind of a comeback, or whatever, and it didn't make any sense, um, but I kind of just, like, said that, and he didn't really make any remark, and it kind of got him off my case, and he never mentioned it again, but I mean, it was kind of obvious, because I'm sitting there, like, staring at this dude, who's not even where the teacher is, and I would strategically sit there all the time, and just, like, stare at him, and just the fact that he said it, and then he told the other guy, too, I was like, damn, like, that kid he was like one of those like he was like a he wasn't a bully but he was one of those like class clown kind of people who just like just mess with people all the time and so I was just kind of like whatever and that's the most I I heard or said about it or anything um you know like me and this dude weren't gonna get together we weren't really like a thing it wasn't like like we didn't hang out I didn't have his number I knew kind of which direction he lived He lived towards the beach because I remember seeing him, like, walk home sometimes. So I know which direction he lived. 
Um, I remember talking to him a little bit about like where he was going to go to college, um, things like that. So I think I know where he went to school, but I don't really know this guy at all. Um, but yeah, that's probably the one guy, the one guy that I can remember kind of having some form of interest in that I was just like, what on earth am I feeling? Like, what is going on? And it wasn't really like, I don't know what it was. Cause it wasn't like, like a, like a crush. That's like how you would typically describe a crush. Like it was more like I, I had somewhat of a liking towards him. I thought he was an attractive guy, but I mean, sexually, I don't think, I don't even know if I even thought about him in a sexual way. Like, I don't think I sexually had any interest in like him touching me or me touching him or kissing him or anything. It was more like, I really liked his personality and how he was with everybody. Cause he was like one of those guys that was like cool with everybody in the school. He was, um, friendly to everybody at the school. Everybody liked him. He was respectful, but, um, it wasn't like a fake thing. And he was like, I don't know if he was like popular. I mean, we didn't really have like popular people in our school. It wasn't really like that. It wasn't like a football players or whatever. Like, um, but he was good in school and like kind of had it together and stuff. And so I kind of thought he was cool because he was attractive and nice. And like, um, I kind of liked the way he treated people. I liked the way he treated me. I liked the way he was like smart and everything like that. But I don't really think... Um, I mean, other than like his qualities, I don't really think, you know, qualities and just kind of like the attention, um, like the way that he paid attention to people. I kind of like that, but I don't really think, I don't even know if you'd even consider that a crush. I considered it a crush in high school. That's, that was kind of my definition of it. I thought I was like in love with this person, but I mean, looking at it now, it's like, I didn't really want any of that. I wasn't like fantasizing about him, like doing anything with him or anything. There was nothing like that. Um, and that's the only guy that I can kind of think of kind of liking like that. Um, I didn't really tend to get deep crushes on, on dudes like that. I never really have. That's probably the strongest I can remember that anybody ever noticed or addressed, um, noticing with me, you know, having any form of interest in a guy, in a, in a, in a cis straight guy whatsoever. Um, and this was like once for like a year period of time. I never got to know him better. Um, I mean, I got to know enough about him because I was like all like interested, but I mean, I didn't like know him know him like I didn't know I wasn't friends with his friends I wasn't like any I wasn't on anybody's radar I don't even think I got I don't think I ever had his number and he never signed my yearbook I never got him to sign my I think I never even picked up my yearbook my first year there and so I don't think I even like got him to sign my yearbook um I think I signed his I can't remember if I put my contact info. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't really remember anything, honestly. But um, I liked it. I, I liked just, you know, it kind of made my day to be in, like, some classes with him and stuff. But, I mean, 
I don't really even know, like, what that was. That was just, like, a weird thing. Like, I've never, I don't, I mean, I would say that I, I, I do kind of often feel that way about people, um, just because I like them. That's just how I am with certain people. I just like them, and that's what, that's the kind of stuff I like in people. So I don't think, I, I think mostly for me, coming out of, like, a church, I was like, well, this is kind of like the most ideal person I've met that's within like my comfort zone of what I've been taught that I need to like. I mean, he wasn't, you know, other than that, you know, it was just kind of more like this is socially acceptable, you know. Um, But I don't really think I was really like trying to get with him or anything. And then it was later on, probably in my like 20s. Um not like way late, but like I started noticing like in college, like how I was connected to like certain like female friends. That was the first time I ever really had like, um, female friends that were classmates that were buddies that were friends of mine that were kind of more on the femme side and we weren't necessarily playing sports, but we were like interacting, um, not necessarily as like, um, how do I say this? We were interacting as as friends um, who really, really liked one another, but we weren't necessarily, um, like, going further than that, and I wasn't, like, out to people, and I didn't, it never even really crossed my mind. Um, I mean, when people asked me, you know, why I wasn't dating people, I was like, I'm just not interested in any of these guys. And I would usually say like, oh yeah, most of these guys are like, I see them as friends because we're friends. So I'm just like, me and these guys are like friends and some of us are like, they're almost like my brothers. Like I I don't really see them like that, you know? And you know, that was kind of my explanation. It never really hit me that like, I'm I just wasn't interested in them. But in my head, I was thinking, okay, there's going to come a time where I'm going to meet some guy in college or something that I'm going to be like falling in love with him or whatever. That day never came. I was like, when is it going to happen? And I was socializing with a lot of people. I met a lot of nice people, a lot of great guys, a lot of great everybody. But I did kind of notice like that I did like it more when I was, you know, hanging with my female friends. Um, They were nice. They were kind. It wasn't like hanging with the guys. We weren't just playing sports and video games like all the damn time. Like, we could have like some depth to like our conversations and things. And I really liked that. And I was like, this is different because I'm not used to hanging out with women too much. And the ones that I did usually hang out with was mostly during like church. And they were like super conservative and reserved and like weren't really open to like discussions that weren't like Jesus or something that like you know, sometimes you have other stuff going on in your life. You're not just trying to like sit and talk about the Bible. So it's like, you know, we didn't really get to know each other, um, on that level. Cause they were kind of like, we just didn't really have anything in common. Let's be real. Um, the one thing I did tend to have in common with the religious, uh, f- uh, like really kind of femme females was music. Cause a lot of them, they would sing, uh, and quite a few of them, they would be like, I had, I had a couple alto singer friends and a couple um, soprano singer friends. And so when I was doing, like, the praise teams and 
music and stuff like that, like, I would have them, you know, sing because, like, we needed those vocals. Um, and so I knew them from mostly from, like, music because they sang higher than most of the guys. And we kind of needed, like, a range um, when we were doing the music and stuff. And so that was that was kind of my majority of interaction with them. Um, or, you know, I'd hang out with them when they were dating my friends, my guy friends. And so that's kind of how I grew up. Um, and then, you know, in my 20s, like in college, grad school, stuff like that, uh, you know, I started just getting like a lot deeper relationships with people. I don't know, like maybe my brain was cooked by then and I was able to kind of like identify more of like what I wanted, what I needed, what I was kind of interested in. And like, I was more and more phasing out like the church, the church kinds of people's because, um, even though I kind of still was in that comfort zone with them, I think I was mostly phasing them out because I didn't really like, you know, the social, the social style of like the gossip and the the standoffishness and just like you just couldn't connect like it was just so hard to connect to them because everyone was so defensive about like the judgment that they might experience from other church people it was just impossible to develop stronger relationships with people and it was just really frustrating because I was like dude like why can't I make this work with with any of these people like I grew up with them like I know them our parents hang out together like you know, but it just, I, you know, and it was a lot of people. It's not like just like one or two people. This is like, like I met, a, I met, I met this, this dude once, um, who I thought I was dating. I don't know what the hell I was doing, but like, yeah, I went on a lot of like date type things. Um, and he, he was, I take that back. There is a, well, I don't want to be like outing people. There is a there is a cisgender guy that I did date. Um that we were like well a couple of them and we were pretty serious, but their um sexuality wasn't necessarily straight, so I don't really want to talk more about that. But basically um um yeah, I, the relationships just weren't easy to form. And mind you, I've never really had too much of a difficult time forming relationships with people. So that's why it was so hard when it was like, okay, I can't form a relationship with with these guys, with, with anybody, you know? Like, like, it's not like I didn't have friends or anything, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, there wasn't depth to it. Like, if that makes sense, like, it's kind of like... You can have, like, surface-level relationships with people um, and still hang out and see each other all the time. And then, like, there's no personal kind of connection or, like, there's no, like, things that you share with each other that you kind of just don't really share with other people. Um, There wasn't a lot of that because it was just like, oh, everybody keeps to themselves because, you know, God forbid somebody tells somebody some other secret or whatever and then, like, the whole church is going to know about it. And, like, yeah, the the reason why I was mentioning that one dude that I kind of went out on a date or so, I don't know, we were, like, interacting together or whatnot. Um, so we interacted. I was called interacting. I don't know if we were dating or what the hell was going on. But, like, 
we interacted often and he was cool like he was like an anime geek and we got along really good and like but it was funny because he was just like you don't really know that many people because he was looking at my Facebook he's like do you really know this many people and I was kind of like I don't really think I have anybody on my Facebook that I don't like know because I see a lot of those people regularly and what people might not notice sometimes with certain like with Ad, with the Adventist church there are other Adventist churches it's not just your church where you go there's other churches and LA has so many of them LA and the Valley and the Inland Empire they have so many Adventist churches and a lot of our our like youth leaders collegiate leaders they were really active in communicating with the other leaders and so we interacted with a lot of people from other other churches that were our age and had events together and you know raised money to do certain stuff together and like we'd see each other and we kind of knew of each other and it's like oh this person like you're you're so-and-so's brother and like we used to play basketball and like you know like you would kind of know of people and like keep in touch like little pen pal type things um that's just kind of how we were and that was another time but like it was right like when Facebook well you know once I once I got on Facebook which wasn't I wasn't on there early I started on there in like 2008 or something and this guy's looking at my 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 Facebook and he's like oh we added each other on Facebook or something like that and he's like you don't really know all these people and I'm like yeah I think I do like we weren't all like besties but like we were I was within a community with a whole lot of freaking people and so he was like wow like I I think it was like maybe like a year later of when I was still kind of talking and hanging with him and stuff um one of my one of my uh I don't know how to even explain this but basically somebody who was connected to the church has a niece that's a professional singer and she was doing like a backyard like kickback like, um, for all of that lady's invites of her friends. And I was trying to get him an invitation because it was like, you know, it wasn't open to the public, but it was open to, um, like, I guess I can say her name, Melissa Polinar. Um, but she is a singer and she did some local kind of like kickbacks, um, back then. Um, so that it was like invite only in, in the backyard, of one of the um leaders of the church and we kind of came and um you know I got him to come over like to that thing and that event and he was like you really do know these people I'm like yeah I told you like (laughs) like I don't know how else to describe it but I think Amish people have the same thing Mormons have the same thing there's a lot of different denominations where it's like when you're pretty strict in a a denomination it kind of forces you to only really socialize with the people that are like you because nobody else like gets it and so there was that um but yeah I I I, like yeah so I knew a lot of people and but a lot of them it wasn't like there wasn't like a lot of depth to a lot of it it was more like we interact and then um I think I mean, yeah, I went out with a couple dudes in grad school, and I kind of started learning more about other, like, I, 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 I always, for some reason, I, you know, always was watching, like, gay YouTubers, like, Davy Wavy, and, like, Queer Eye, like, when it first came out, like, with, like, Jay, and Carl.
Carson and like all those uh, like Tom and all those guys like the old like the old school like original crew of Queer Eye guys um when it was on Bravo still like back then like I think this was like I don't know I don't think a lot of us were watching stuff online a lot um at that time but I definitely had a lot of um stuff like that come up where it was like okay um but yeah once I started meeting some other friends like in college and stuff and I had some more like female friends and then you know I had some guy friends that like we weren't dating and we didn't really play sports but we kind of had like a lot of like really deep conversations like I started getting like some really deep relationships with people that were getting really confusing because it was like okay like I noticed like where I was like able to like um delve in with people and stuff and like be a trustworthy friend and be like there for people and be supportive and you know I could be whatever anybody needed me to be um and it didn't really tire me out it wasn't like I would let people use me or anything like that but it was like I enjoyed just like being there and like interacting and like having fun together and like it it went a lot of different directions it wasn't just like oh like I'm a shoulder to cry on and that's it like you know I was you know we had fun we'd go out like it was like a, a range of of activities and stuff and I started realizing how um how I was able to kind of create um those um relationships with people and how it wasn't impossible for me to do it and how I liked doing it and how I was pretty good at doing it um and then you know I started meeting other females where the lines were getting pretty blurred there um I mean I was in a school where you know the diversity of people sexuality gender race ethnicity everything was like you know um valued a lot more than a lot of other different types of schools so this school really looked at the diversity aspects and wanted people to learn from different cultures different types of people and so we were we were you know just kind of thriving getting to know each other and stuff and a lot of us enjoyed you know talking together and you know hanging together and stuff like that and you know those guy friends I was talking about that I would just like, you know, they're like besties of mine right now, you know, they have been for a long time, but they, they were like, uh, yo, like what's up with you and -and so-and-so or this other, like, and they, they had like no problem getting women attracted to them or anything. Like they, they were like serial dating everybody. Um, well not everybody, but like if they wanted to date somebody, girls were like interested in them, you know? And so it was kind of interesting because there were some times where they were like, you know, one once or one or once or twice, not a lot, where they were like interested in like a certain girl and trying to like flirt with her or something. And like and she was kind of like coming over to me and I'm just like, what is going on here? And like different things like that, where they'd be like, oh, like, why were you guys holding hands or like, why are you guys like linking arms or why is she like falling asleep? on your shoulder in the middle of a movie or why did you guys leave for like an hour you know it's like there were just different little things that were like happening that I didn't really put a word to it 
but my friends were kind of like um kind of like almost in that lie movie just kind of like like dude like you're doing a lot of gay stuff like what's up you know and they they weren't like mad or like judgmental i never felt like bad about it but i was like no no like i remember on a couple of occasions being like no i'm straight i just do a lot of gay stuff and i was like that doesn't i don't know if that really makes any sense but that was the way i explained it to people i i remember explicitly saying that on a couple of occasions where people approached me directly to be like are you gay or like who in this group isn't gay i remember someone a friend coming up like a a new friend coming up to a group of us uh being like am i the only one here who's not gay and i'm like well i'm not gay i just do a lot of gay stuff and you know and then there was another yeah this other those other friends who were kind of like bringing it to my attention and i was just like oh shit (laughs) you know um and then i remember going to a pride festival i mean i'd been to them before but i mean I went to another one, um, and was, you know, wearing, like, rainbow bracelets, and, like, that was kind of my version of coming out, is, like, everybody's gonna see these damn rainbow bracelets, and I'm gonna wear them all the time. I didn't take it off for, like, I think one of them I took off because one of my friends, um, it was, like, those rubbery ones, um, that just slide off easily. Um, so I, I didn't wear, it, it kind of helped me test my comfort. So I would wear it all, I would wear two of them on one wrist all the time. Um, I wore two of them on one wrist all the time. Um, and one of them, one of my friends, straight cis female friends, one Halloween wanted to be my girlfriend. I mean, it's, I'm telling you, my life gets confusing, okay? She wanted to be gay for Halloween, and we were going to a gay club, um, so she wanted to be girlfriends for Halloween. Not really, like, we weren't, like, really together, but, like, I remember her, like, taking my hand in the street and, like, walking hand in hand in the street, like, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I didn't take offense to it, but it's like, I feel like that's something that commonly happens to me, is that even if I'm confused, people around me aren't as confused as I am about what I'm doing. And so, I mean, not so much anymore, but I mean, like when I was, yeah, when I was kind of like in the earlier phases of my, I don't even know if you want to call it sexual development or whatever the hell, I don't know what, what it was. Like I was trying to like figure out what I was doing, but because I was so connected to this church and so socialized by this church, I didn't really have the words to be like, oh, yeah, I'm not straight. I just said I was straight because everybody at the church said I was straight. My parents always said I was straight. My family members always said I was straight. I mean, I was never really dating a lot of women and I never was like having sexual like interactions with a whole lot of women or any not saying that I never had any but I mean I didn't really consider it that I was just like oh we're friends um this lady is a friend of mine and that's why we're touching each other like I I didn't really put two and two together like oh like this is like really gay um and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one but it's like yeah like looking back is like okay like I was I didn't know what was going on like I I was literally telling people I was straight, and it's like, people clearly knew I wasn't, 
Um, anytime your friend is going to tell you that they want to be your girlfriend for Halloween. And then, you know, I gave her, I gave her a, a, my, one of my rainbow bracelets. So then I was down to one rainbow bracelet and I wore those to kind of test my comfort. It helped me kind of test my comfort because having a rainbow bracelet, at least where I live, like people know what's up. Like if you're rocking the rainbows, it's like you're either an ally or you're queer. Like there's not really a lot of reasons to be wearing rainbows. Um, it's a very like specific move out here where I live in Southern California. Um, this is getting difficult because I have to pee and I'm still like 90 minutes out. So I'm going to have to make a decision soon here. Um, I hate when this happens. I don't even know where I am. I don't think I'm anywhere near though. This is so annoying. I was hoping this wouldn't happen, but it's happening. I hate having to go to the bathroom when I'm driving and then it's like, now I got to pull over. I mean, I guess I can wait, but like, geez, I would rather not wait. But anyways, whatever. Um, I, I was just, it was just confusing. Like, and if I can get confused by stuff like that, I'm sure anybody else can, because like, you know, I've always been into like reflecting on things and like, that was just something I just never really got down to understanding until later on in my life where I was, where I was like, oh shoot, like I kind of put two and two together and kind of realized what was actually, what I was actually feeling about things and what was actually going on and what I was actually like actively avoiding. And, but yeah, the, that, the bracelets, the, well, both of them and then even having one, they kind of helped me to realize where I was comfortable like, there were certain places where I was very comfortable wearing those rainbow bracelets. So, at work, I would never wear it. I took it off. I, I would put it on when I came back home. I never wore it at work. I never wore it. I always wore it with friends um, on the weekends, whenever. When I was home, whatever. Because I would go, like, I, I think I kept it. And I had a backpack that I took to work and I think I kept it in the backpack and I think after work I would put it on or something. I can't remember. Um, but I was, it was in my backpack and then I would put it on after work just in case I was going shopping or something. I didn't mind there. People thought or knew I was gay. I didn't mind at the gas stations. I didn't mind in the restaurants. Um, I did mind when it was with church people. I did mind when it was with, um, that was mostly when I would mind the most. Church people, parents, family. Um, I didn't really wear it in any of those places. Um, yeah. That's kind of the most. But... I, um, I kind of, I kind of, like, that's just kind of a weird, it's weird, right? Is it not weird? I mean, it's super weird. It's incredibly weird. 
shoot, there's an in and out there. I could totally go to the bathroom. Let's see. It's almost, it's almost six, so I'll have like another hour, hour, ten minutes or so. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of earlier on how, how I, um, related to things was basically once I could figure out my comfort zones, that bracelet really helped me figure it out because I was like, well, if I'm not going to wear it in certain places... I had I had to ask myself why, you know, because I did realize there were a lot of safer places where I could feel like if anybody here thought I was gay or knew I was gay or whatever, I, I wouldn't really care at all. And then there were other places where I was like, I really don't want to be out in this environment or in this space or around these people, these certain individual people or whatever it was. So I realized that and then that kind of helped me with the process not really a coming out process I never really had a coming out like the reason why I say that is because you know I never like announced it online anywhere or whatever uh I mean I mean I got like podcasts where I'm like gay 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 all over the place but I mean um I never really like went out and like announced it to anybody like that it was more like if it came up in conversation and then there were a lot of times where like people assumed that I was dating men or that I had interest in men or that I was newly meeting you know potential boyfriends um and stuff like that and so it was sort of like it helped me once when when I when I was dating somebody that was like a mother um, she, I mean, we were like not that far apart in age, but she had kids. And, um, I remember telling people like, oh yeah, like I, I, I would say like, she's a mom, you know, like it's like, oh, that kind of says a lot, you know, it's like she woman, you know, it's like, instead of being like, oh, I'm dating a woman and they'll be like, oh, tell me about this person you met. Tell me about your boyfriend. Tell me about your new partner or whatever and I just be like she's a mom and it's like oh you know (laughs) for me some some reason like that helped to just be able to say it like that um and yeah um but yeah so that was one version of um me trying to like come on just get over dude no. of me trying to like find my 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 space in the world as far as like um the queerness how to kind of represent myself how to kind of um be okay with it um how to be comfortable with it But the reason why I say, you know, that I never really came out too much is because I never really had, like, a moment. There's never been a moment. But I do often think about it, about, like, people who don't know me well and certain friends that I've never, like, directly come out to. Like, for example, I might go up to Mammoth this season um, and I've got a church friend that I might go with and maybe a couple church friends um, from who I grew up with one of them isn't straight 
and the other one is um, the one who isn't straight is out to everybody and then the other one who is straight um, I grew up together with this person their parents and my parents still hang out Um, it's one of those things where it's like you know I want to invite a couple of my queer friends from where I live and it's like just have them there and it might be a little um like I I think I would be a little bit hesitant to um to try and really like um I think I would be a little bit hesitant to try to really you know just straight up come out to this uh, straight church friend, I think I'd be more comfortable, or even the the one that's not straight. But it's just the only reason, really, is because um, I'm not really too into the whole come out process. I feel like that is not necessary. I mean, I do feel like straight people, gay people, we're all equal. Straight people don't have to come out. Like it's not on me if somebody doesn't know me well enough to know who I date or who I'm going out with I mean me and this friend never talk about who we date we never talk about our recent relationships so why should I have to go out of my way to explain to this person that you know the last recent people I've been dating were not were not men um not cis men um I don't see how that's any of their business especially because we don't really talk like that all the time like you know we talk sports whatever so or like church or like whatever like we don't even really stay in touch we we've been trying to stay in touch but we don't really really actively stay in touch it's just like a few times a year we'll pop up together or whatever um I'm really kind of hesitant to really um you know, get the church involved with stuff with my life because I think they can create toxic environments. And also my parents are very involved with the church. So I don't really see it as, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, people from the church may not really know or they're in denial or whatever. And then my parents are kind of like on their own, their own level of thing with things. Um, I don't know what they know. Uh, We don't talk about sexuality and things like that just because it's not respectful in our household. It's not even really like it's just an ultra religious thing where we just don't talk about it, which makes zero sense whatsoever. But I mean, we just don't really talk about that kind of stuff. Um, And I mean, the first sex education that I had was in school from non-married people I can't really confirm if they were virgins or not um but I want to say that they might have been or at least were uncomfortable teachers in their 20s who weren't comfortable like talking about sexual stuff and a lot of us like I remember like a lot of us grew up like not even knowing like what to um what to like they didn't teach us sex ed like anything that really mattered it was like 
here's like a, a sectional, like a, like a cross section of like internal organs of like genitalia and stuff and of a male and a female and then, you know, don't have sex outside of marriage. You can only marry man and a woman. You know, we were kind of taught like that. Like we weren't taught nothing. Uh, it was innovative at that time that we were even taught about STDs. Like, that was, like, a whole discussion that they were, like, we can't teach this, you know? It was, like, okay. Like, we had, like, a separate teacher who was, like, a ninth and 10th grade, like, high school teacher come into, like, our 5th or 6th grade class and teach us separately. And then I remember in church, I think it was at church, we had some, like, Sabbath schools where it was, like, sexuality type of topics where they'd always split up the males from the females. But um, that was always an awkward experience for me, too, because I was just like, okay, like, I identify as female. I know I'm a female, but it's like I'm not really vibing with, like, something about it. I never really vibed with the whole, like, let me be in this whole room full of, like, female, female classmates. I wasn't really comfortable with it. I was like, this isn't comfortable for me. Um, to just be like it didn't really feel right and then like being it wouldn't have felt right to be in a room with all the dudes either but it didn't feel right to be in a room with all the females especially because I wasn't like closely friends with a lot of them and so it was kind of a very isolating experience where it's like well you just got to figure this one out on your own you know like you just gotta you know just like okay just endure the, the experience of just listening to these people talk about what they think you should or shouldn't do so I got all these ideas drilled into my head of like how straight I am and how wrong it is to not be straight and how straightness looks and how your future needs to look and what you're gonna like when you're like married in your 30s with your children with your Adventist household living in some rural environment in the middle of somewhere you know following all the laws of the church and all this stuff so that was kind of you know, how, how things looked for me probably up until not like really, really recently. Um, but that was kind of how things looked for me. Um, and I mean, I wasn't like, um, I feel like I, I really had, um, like, an experience, an experience that was, uh, I mean, I want to talk about the church kind of separately because I feel like it's going to keep coming up and coming up, but I need to talk about that separately, but it's, it's hard for me to really like tease it out of, of what I'm talking about and what I'm discussing. Um, because it is a pretty driving force in my life, even though you know, I never, I never, you know, didn't renounce, denounced, whatever you say. I never like canceled my membership to my childhood church. I never renewed a mem or started a membership anywhere else. Um, I'm not comfortable mentioning if I tithe or not or whatever, but I mean, like that's kind of a personal thing, but I mean, I have no objection to tithing to that church, even if I never attended in person. Um, I do plan on actually going to church in person, maybe sometime when my 
when my when one of my friends comes to town uh, in May, I think I'm gonna try to go to church with her and some other people. Um, I don't know. I get nervous about everything under the sun, but I mean, I don't plan to never go back. I just don't want to like really go. It's not really something that I value um, just because of how the people are. Like, I'm not, like, too... Um, it's just not my vibe. It's, it's, you know? But now I kind of almost feel like it almost is my vibe again just because I'm pretty, I'm pretty solid in who I am. And, I, you know, I've noticed that, you know, I have, like, some really good friends um, who are family and I have some really good people in my life that, you know, now that I have, like, a solid foundation of, like, of, like, depth, to, depth in, in relationships and a lot of, like, intimate relationships with people, not necessarily a lot of sexual relationships with everybody, like, I'm not saying, like, there's anything wrong with that or that people sh- shouldn't or, or it's not good to have multiple or whatever, I'm just saying I don't just, like, I don't have that kind of time or energy or money or focus um to really have like you know multiple multiple partners um but i i'm you know i have some situations uh one situation going on right now and um i do still kind of meet people and um but i don't really know i don't know i we'll see where things go but um I don't know, man. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of just like trying to put the content out there um, that, you know, like listening to that, to the podcast with Amber's Closet in it and stuff like that, like in her different episodes and things like that, like um, online and everything, like it really helps me to realize like how things really have changed. And she even mentioned, you know, like, like, there was nobody like me on the internet, like, where I could just go to, and, like, yeah, and there wasn't, like, and she was saying, too, like, kids are coming out nowadays at, like, 12 years old or whatever, and that's true, you know, because I think something different in society now that my generation didn't really have was you get to hear different messages from different people. You can literally Google it. You can look it up. You can go on YouTube. You can go on TikTok. You can go on Instagram. You can go, I don't know what the age ranges are for everybody, but I mean, you can go onto different sites and see people that look like you and hear from people that look like you and talk to people that are like you, that think similarly, that struggle with the same things. Like, all I had was just looking around and trying to figure out why do I feel this way when everybody's telling me that I shouldn't or that I don't. And everybody's telling me that it's going to change later, so maybe it will. Um, What do I know? You know, I always, I I didn't consider myself the best expert on myself. I considered, you know, because I was raised in a church, I considered it, like, the church knows, you know, my pastor will know, my youth pastor will know. You know, my, um, you know, all these people, they know me, you know, they should know me, um, to a level of depth that, um, yeah, they should know me, you know, um, and they would know 
kind of what I'm in touch with, what, how, you know, they know me better than I know myself. You know, I would always kind of take that kind of stance um, that, you know, I'm listening closely to what other people say because I always felt kind of like I didn't really have the skills in the social realm. But it wasn't really that I didn't have the skills. It was more like I didn't really have the space to really, like, work on the skills or, like, use the skills or use, like, the abilities I even had at my disposal. I mean, I think I think some qualities that I have, um, I'm not, like, tooting my own horn or anything, but something I've heard from a lot of people is that I, I, I am able to connect with people. And I, um, I didn't really think about that but I've heard I've heard it from multiple people now to a point where I feel like okay like maybe there's some truth to what they're saying um you know a lot of people have told me that that's something they appreciate about me I mean I have friends that a lot of people don't like um because uh damn they just don't like them (laughs) I have friends that a lot of people just don't freaking like, man. Um, Because they're annoying or, you know, they're obnoxious or something like that. And I get it, you know, like you're not supposed to have to be annoyed by your friends or whatever. Like, I get why there's the shunning of people and all that. But I mean... I've never really seen that as, like, an issue. Like, I can easily just be like, dude, you're getting on my nerves. And that doesn't, like, make me not want to hang out with somebody just because they've annoyed me a couple of times. Um, Now, there are people that I would consider toxic forces in my life that I would just not need to be interacting with them because, like, why, you know? But I have other friends that I'm very, like, attached to that other people maybe don't really like because they're weird or awkward or not cool socially or there's like some social thing yeah there's always something like that you know so I'm like I don't want to be that person who's a dick you know like I don't want to be a jerk you know because I don't really feel that way I don't really feel um I don't really feel right about some of that but, I mean, I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff that I just I just don't vibe with that I don't feel like I need to explain myself or any of that kind of stuff. But, I mean, like, tonight, if I get to the hotel on time, because I think there's a prayer meeting at, like, at like six, 7, I think, I might log on to that, and then I was thinking I might even go to church on Saturday because I'm, like, 45 minutes from Loma Linda. Um, So, I mean, I don't like Loma Linda that much as far as their churches and stuff or La Sierra and all that, but, I mean, if they might have, like, um, one of the, you know, I didn't even bring any, like, clothes, so it's, like, I'd feel maybe a little embarrassed to just, like, walk in and be like, you know, like, I'm here at a church that's not even mine, and, like, I'm just wearing whatever. Like, I I didn't even bring any, like, a a button-up shirt or anything nice, really, so I don't really think I have anything other than, like, sweats and, like, t-shirts and, you know, I have, like, um, like, hiking, like, windbreaker pants, 
that's like the nicest pants I have right now. I don't have like fitted jeans or anything. So I, I would feel maybe like I wouldn't really want to go for that reason, you know, like, you know, you got to get the drip, you know, you can't just, you can't just walk up in there. I can't just walk up in there wearing like soccer gear and just be like, yeah, you know, especially cause you know, there might be somebody there that I might find interesting. So I, I might, I might see, cause I've got a, um, I don't know. I might feel more comfortable doing that kind of stuff with like a friend of mine or something, but I don't really know. And that's another thing, um, that I'll probably talk about in a while about dating religious people or non-religious people. I think that's going to be my next topic because I do want to talk about church stuff, but I think I can, I can, I can more easily kind of like, like kind of put it into the topic that way. I don't want to just sit and rant about the church. Um, Everybody knows I have things to say and it's not all negative. I mean, if it was, I wouldn't, you know, still want to be like, you know, um, connected. Like I do value being connected with the church. Like, and I've been not connected with my home church, with my childhood church for so long that I don't even think it's something that I even feel bad about. I could easily just never go back and nobody would really care one way or another. Um, but I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it out there, just, I don't know when, um, maybe in May, that's probably gonna be closer to when I go, um, because uh, I feel like I could go with some friends, too, so I don't really know, we'll see, but, yeah, I, I think, um, I think for the most part, that's kind of how, I could tell that I wasn't straight, um, and you can see that's a journey, like, there was a lot of stuff, like, I always gravitated towards, like, LGBT content and movies and stuff, which was something to me that was, like, it's kind of interesting looking back, because I literally, you know, like, I wasn't, I I always thought, too, like, I was, like, I'm just behind with this kind of stuff, I'm just, you know, behind with this stuff, like, I, I just maybe I'm not fully developed yet, and I just am behind, you know, like, I always kind of thought, like, maybe I'm just behind, you know, maybe I just don't know how to do it right, or, you know, like, I just, like, maybe I wasn't taught right, and maybe I'm not, like, an attractive person, or whatever, like, I would just think things that made no sense, (laughs) you know, um, it had nothing to do with me, you know, not being attractive, or not being nice, or people not liking me, it was more, um, it was more the issue of, you know, I just wasn't really looking in the right places, because I didn't really know what I wanted, because I didn't really know who I was, um, and I was letting kind of other people call the shots for me, you know, my mom even nowadays says that, you know, she wants me to marry, like, a black African man, it's kind of like, what on earth are we even talking about here, um, it's kind of stuff like that, where I'm like, sometimes I think they get it, and then other times they make comments like that, where I'm like, what are you talking about, um, 
I don't know. But... I don't know. I don't... I don't really know... Kind of what more to say about all that. Just... I think that the that the younger generation... They do have... They do have their difficulties too. I'm not going to say that things are easier. I think... I think if I was out at 12 years old... Just for my own personal stance on things... Uh, or my own personal kind of opinion... And I can't really tell how how it would be because I'm not 12 and I can't go back in time but I really thought that um to be out you know at a younger age I don't think I was even thinking about that kind of stuff when I was that age like I I was always I mean I was thinking about relationships and that that's something that I would want and that you know, I wonder what kind of person I'm going to be with, like, how that's going to be in my life, like, what kind of relationships I'm going to be in and stuff like that, but, um, I've never, uh, yeah, when I was younger, I never was really, like, trying to, like, date anybody, um, and nobody was really trying to, like, date me, um, and I always just assumed it was, like, a lack of attraction thing. Like, like I never, I don't know. I, I'm not, like, down on myself. Like, I don't think that I'm, like, an unattractive person. That's not, like, what I'm trying to say. I'm just, I just thought maybe I wasn't, like, appealing to other people. Like, I like the way I look and the way that I am. Like, I've got, like, no hang-ups with it. But, you know, um, I've had people tell me things, black people who are also black tell me that people aren't gonna like you because you're because you're you know black or that kind of thing you know um but yeah I don't I don't really think um yeah I don't really think I have too much more to say on this topic um I think I've said it all for now I mean there's probably I feel like I keep repeating topics or like putting like bits and pieces of one topic into another topic um but yeah um so alright this car's lights are way too bright buddy move on over alright so that's gonna be it for now and I'll record that one about like religion kind of next.